0: You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode.
1: Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to the Worshipology podcast. This is a podcast for worship teams, worship leaders, but more than that, worshipers of Jesus. And so wherever you find yourself today, thank you so much for listening. And uh, hey, listen, I have the privilege of talking to uh this guy we've kind of been in circles together we've been in the room together but we've never really had a huge conversation this is Joe Garza from the Fort Worth Dallas Texas area say what's up dude hey what's going on man thanks for having me bro <laughs> yeah, man. So so you are the worship pastor. Uh, you're at a multi-site church down there called the Hills
0: Church, right? Yep, correct. Yep. I'm, I'm here in the Keller area, which is uh, a little south of uh, Dallas and kind of close yeah. to the Northwestern Hills area.
1: How long have you been in Texas, man?
0: Man, I've been in Texas all my life. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, all my life. Born and bred, man. Born and raised. Loved it. And, and hey, you guys in Texas, y'all love the
1: state of Texas. I mean, oh man, we love it's, it. it. It's <laughs> the Lone Star, baby. Come on, man. That's it. And and actually, my brother, uh, he he lives in Keller, man. That's crazy. No way, does he really? A little bit of family down there, oh, man. My That's awesome. Small dude. world, dude. Well, I've been, uh, you know, just kind of. Wanting to get you on the podcast Because, you know, we've had so many uh, great interactions But never really a full-on conversation And then I see, you know, every time I get on Instagram You've got, like, a new clip Posted, either sharing, (laughs) you know A devotional piece or, like, doing a cover You, You take, like well-known worship songs, but then you'll you'll take like a gratitude and you'll switch up, you know, the key structure underneath it or change time signatures and you put your twist on everything. And I just love that, man, because it brings such a unique originality to songs that maybe we all sing and I love your voice. And so, oh, thank you, man, uh, man I'd, I'd love to dive into kind of your thought process behind that. Are you doing mashups and stuff like that in your church? But dude, just for those who are listening, man, give a brief snapshot on just How'd you get into ministry, dude? How'd you start leading worship and, and playing music and all that good stuff?
0: Yeah, man. So uh, I I grew up in the Houston area. Um, so H town, go Astros. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, here we go. <laughs> They're in it right you, now are, too. Are they still? Are they still in it? Yeah, man. Yeah, huh? Yeah, still in Let's it. Let's go. All right. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so grew up in Houston. Um, you know, my house was full of uh, people who loved God, loved Jesus. Uh, both my parents were ministers, and I loved music from just. I mean. The beginning of, of when i could remember man my dad was a drummer in a gospel band and so i i immediately oh, cool. you know was like drawn to drums and and all that and picked them up from a young age but um man i went to school i went to uh college to be a band director uh just a small community college in alvin Texas, home of nolan ryan huh. and uh yeah i went to a community college there and totally had my whole life planned to be a band director love band love drumline, you know, all that stuff, uh, marching band. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is my life, you know, <laughs> and man, the last semester of my, uh, college career, the Lord really just put on me that he wanted me to give my gifts back to him. Um, wow. and just wanted me to redirect all of my efforts, uh, towards him. And so, I was really torn at the time, and uh, I was meeting with my mentor, who, uh, man, he is still my mentor to this day, Mark Hale, great man of God, um, and uh, he's in worship ministry still, and uh, man, he was so kind as to open up a worship internship uh, for me at my local church. Uh, It was the first of its kind, so he was, you know, this was a huge experimentation process uh, with the internship, but man, in that I just felt so affirmed uh, by leaders around me and by my mentor. And the Lord just kept on affirming me uh, in that I was on the right path. So after that, man, I just, yeah. I dove head first all in, which is, you know, in itself, man, I mean, it, it was definitely like an uphill battle, um, you know, went through a lot of hurt in the process of, of trying to kind of uh, scale that mountain of, of getting into ministry with with not really like any uh, you know bachelor's degree or seminary or anything like that, but really <laughs> trying to just work my way into it. And uh, mm. man, I'm just so grateful for some of the leaders that I had in my life that were just giving me opportunities. Just some punk kid, and they were like, "Hey, you know." I see you, and I want to I wanna give you an opportunity, give you a chance, a shot. And, uh, man, the Lord was so gracious as to to be with me in those times and, and to give me, you know, the know-how of how to do some of that stuff. I always joke about the first time I led worship. I was 15, uh, and I was, you know, I was a part of, like, a worship band in, in high school and junior high and stuff like that. So okay. kind of dabbled in it and didn't really know, like— that it was something that I was going to, you know, do vocationally, you know, full time at any point in my life. But I remember the first yeah. time I led worship, it was for, <laughs> it was so funny, dude. It was for a youth ministry gathering. And uh, the youth pastor there was like, hey, play like three songs and you're good. You know, just mm-hmm. go up there, just play mm-hmm. something you know. New, <laughs> just a couple of chords, that kind of thing. Went up there and uh, I played the first song and i blacked out and like i don't even remember playing what? the first song or anything and i like walked off stage and my youth pastor was like hey you were supposed to play 3 songs and i was like man did i even play one like i blacked Whoa. out entirely and just did not remember what happened from the moment i played my like first not, chord like not you weren't
1: taken up by the spirit you were you literally No dude i <laughs> i don't know what it was <laughs> you didn't man. have like
0: an out of body experience yes yes that would be way different but man i just like so after that, you know, it's a miracle that I even continued to do it cuz it was such a weird experience for the first time, but yeah, man. So that that was uh that started my journey, man. The Lord has just been so gracious ever since, man. You know, people
1: kind of discover
0: their their calling in
1: many different ways. I don't think I've ever talked to a worship leader who was on track to be a band director. Like yeah, that's man. That's pretty unique, man. Do you, do you find yourself like as a worship pastor now, and of course, you're working with bands, and you're working mm-hmm. with drummers, and I'm sure some of that has crossover. Like, Do you feel like some of that language that you learned as a band director in in, in training
0: kind of has some some merit to what you're doing now? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of things that I learned that were just—I mean, they, they just completely transferred over. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, things like music theory, of course, you know, learning that mm-hmm. uh, in college. And then, you know, I remember there was one class that I took. It was like two semesters long, but it was called ear training. Uh and it basically trained your ear to pick out, you know, um essentially like not perfect pitch, but pick out notes, you know, uh what we called relative pitch. So you'd play the root note and then uh Mm -hmm. the instructor would play a different note in the scale or not even in the scale, and you'd have to pick it out and tell them what note it is. And so things like that, man, have just been so helpful and beneficial with worship leading. And of course harmony, things like that, you know, harmonic stuff you learn, but uh, but yeah, man, I mean, wow. even, you know, playing drums is my first instrument just helps me out all the time, dude, with just, you know, oh, being bet. able to communicate with our drummers and speak their language. That's, that's a whole other thing, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, yeah, man, it, it's definitely transferred over for sure. That's really cool. Now we met, I
1: know uh, at the time, I think you were worship leader at Seven City Church yeah. in the Fort Worth area. huh and uh, and and now you're at the Hills Church down there, uh, man. Just talk to me about that role. What does that look like, kind of on a week to week? And you said something about you guys are are you three campuses or four campuses at the Hills?
0: Yeah, so we're three campuses right now. Uh, we're our fourth campus is set to launch at the end of this month, uh, and then That's officially amazing. launch in January. We've we've felt called to the Dallas area, so we're launching that uh, that campus here soon. But, uh, but man, yeah, I, I, I mean, essentially I'm, I'm over a worship team and I coordinate and plan like our worship services on Sunday. Uh, but also, you know, there's a lot of global efforts as well. Um, you know, we have a lot of vision, um, a lot of initiatives as a global ministry, uh, worship ministry, uh, collectively from all campuses that we kind of, you know, have some input in and and we definitely hold our own, uh, weight and contribute like songwriting. And, uh, man, we have a heart, Uh, in a real strong vision direction to diversify, like, our our worship teams and the style Mm -hmm, of music mm -hmm. we're playing and just kind of – Really, um, you know, taking that that front to that effort uh, pretty strongly. So things like that. And then, of course, uh, man, one thing that's, like, been huge for our church recently is, like, we've really leaned into uh, discipleship and just growing our teams as nice. disciples of Christ and, and what that looks like and how that can apply to each campus um, from a local level but also globally. Uh, how do we come yeah. together and and you know um, spearhead that as a unified front?
1: You know, it's interesting because a lot of my conversations, uh, I'd say probably over the last three episodes, have really been focused on how does discipleship and worship uh, collide? You know, oh, because man. I think you know those are it's two so things important. that exactly, Crucial. man. T- dude, tell me, tell me how you guys are doing it at, at Hill, the Hills Church and and what's really worked for you um in that discipleship vein is it is it kind of more a one-on-one basis is it kind of more you with your whole team is it throughout the week is it one day a week what does that look like for you guys
0: Joe Yeah man uh well i think for us at my campus the the rhythm that we've kind of fallen into is uh i have a team of uh you know um a, a wide variety of all walks of you know life and ages and so Um, What we've done strategically is, man, I have a group of leaders that I pour into, um, you know, pretty regularly, and then they go out and they disciple uh, some of the other team members. So, um, you know, that's in that. In, in terms of vehicles, um, it's been a lot of group uh, community type settings and atmospheres, but also some of the people who can't make those group settings just because of, you know, busyness of life or whatever that is. Like mm-hmm. um, these specific leaders have, you know, made efforts to contact them throughout the month, throughout the week to just make sure that there's some sort of, you know, uh, touching base and seeing how everyone's doing and, and especially the people who can't make it to those group settings. But man, it's been so fruitful. I mean, and, and the way we do it actually is like we have... Have a group of female leaders on our team um, that are mm-hmm. great, and they pour into a lot of the other females on the team. And then we have a group of males that um, lead other males on the team as well. But man, it's just been a when we when we gather as a group, um, it's been just such a time of repentance and such a time of wow. um, just uh, man. I, I think just so much fruit and just uh, meeting together and knowing what we're all going through and knowing that when we, we'll when we, you know, set foot on a Sunday morning on a platform, man, the person to the left yeah. and to the right, like it's, it's so fruitful to know where we're all uh, at with the Lord. Um, but also our own struggles and know that, man, we're stepping up here as broken people that we all need a savior. Um, wow. and, uh, it's so powerful, man. It is, it is so powerful. The one thing that I've really been trying to just instill, in uh, our worship team here is, man, worship leading has to be our second love. Our, our wow. first love has to be just spending time in the presence of the Father um, and just, you know, wow. having a deep prayer life with the Lord. And leading worship will, uh, will naturally and organically become our second love out of that um, because of just uh, what the Lord is, is uh, communicating to us in the secret place, what, what he is instilling in our hearts, we will just naturally want to do that more. Uh, and yeah. leading worship is a is a response to that.
1: Do you guys make space to do that as a team, like where you you basically just wait on the Lord as a team Yeah, or, or dude. have those so, moments
0: in his presence? Yeah, talk yeah, to me man, about that. We, uh, so one of the things that's a part of our vision is uh, having global times where we, uh, as worship teams across all campuses, we just gather together and just worship uh, and just spend time in the presence of God. Uh, outside of uh, you know leading a congregation, outside of uh, a platform, uh, we just gather and man, we just spend time in the Lord's presence. And man, what's been so cool, and we're just starting to do that. But but what's uh, what's been so cool with just that heart posture is, um, man, we have uh, decided, and just uh, the Lord has just been so gracious as to just remind us that everything that happens on the platform in any atmosphere, any situation, uh, man, it's coming out of the overflow of what's happening in our private time with the Lord. Uh, and we can't forget that, man. So, you know, when we, when we gather together, um, just as a worship team and we worship, man, we're filling our cup and it's amazing.
1: I love that, man. You know, it's interesting. I was, I was guest leading at a church today in in Baltimore, and and I went out to lunch with a couple of the guys on the team afterwards, and we were just talking about the value of relationship mm. on a team. Yeah, man, and how hard it is. Like you got to fight for that in a day and age where it's like so busy. Everybody's got so much going on, and you oh, know, in a so city true, like man. Baltimore, I mean, you guys are in a big big area, right? Right near Dallas. I mean, like you know, so much happening, and you know, to be able to carve out that time and build relationships, it takes intentionality. It takes time, and there's such a value in that because, you know, you said something that was really interesting. You've got a group of guys that pour into guys. you got a group of ladies that pour into other ladies. I think that accountability piece is so key, mm. but it's also, it's also so key for people today to just have somebody they can lean on Yeah, man, and, and lean into, oh, yeah, dude. you know, it's, 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 it's wild, man. Like, you know, uh, literally 30 minutes before, um, 30 minutes before jumping on the phone with you, man. I, I, I had this guy and we've been working on some music stuff, mostly communicating through Instagram, funny enough. But, um, <laughs> you know, he was, he was like, he was like, Hey man, you know, would it be all right if I just reach out from time to time for prayer and just kind of share what's going on? I don't Let's really have go, anybody here.
0: Let's go, man. And, Come and on. dude,
1: I was just like blown away by wow. the fact that number one, of course, dude, anytime reach out. But number two, you know, that he had valued that so much mm. and he didn't have it in his local area. Yeah, man. And I think, You know, if we can cultivate that on our teams, do you guys do, you know, somewhat of like a a team night, um, Mm -hmm. like a monthly thing or, or, you know, what does that look like as part of a a, a rhythm? I know you said you get all the worship teams together to worship, which I love that. Um, You know, what does that look like? Yeah. Talk to me more about that, man. Cause it just sounds like to me, I, you know, and of course having this conversation, just kind of hearing your heart come through, uh, you could tell that you just love your team. You, you shepherd them well, you have a pastor's heart. And I just kind of want to dig more into that, man. man. like just some of the nuggets that you've, you've seen work and not work. Some of the things that you guys are striving for as a team and as a worship pastor, like what's dear to your heart Mm. that you
0: want to make sure transfers over to your team, man. Yeah, man, I, uh, dude, I, well, for one, man, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm coming from a place and, and, uh, I appreciate you just edifying me in that way, man. Like, I think that is so humbling. And, and for me, it's, it's just, you know, I'm coming at it from a place of like, man, when I was, you know, on the, the receiving side, uh, man, what were some of the things that I valued? What were some of the things that wow. I, I, uh, was instilled by my leaders that I just thought was so formative for me, not only as a worship leader, but as a Christ follower, um, and, uh, man, I, I, I try to lead that way. And, uh, you know, so our church is elder, um, pastor led, but we have, uh, a we have a group of elders, um, uh, that pray yeah. for us at yeah. shepherd. So shepherd led type, man, we have, uh, two elders on our worship team and, uh, they're both talented, awesome. uh, vocalist, talented worship worshipers. Uh, so it's an interesting bunch because, you know, when we meet as, as men, we have two elders in the room and, you know, they have all this, you know, wisdom and knowledge and, and things <laughs> like that. And so some of our, our peer leaders sometimes feel a little, you know, intimidated. But it's, in a, it's a beautiful time because we're all there for the same purpose. We have the same heartbeat, you know, and that's just yeah, uh, we yeah. all want to spend time together. And community is such a big piece. And one thing that I've, I've learned and, and I've just realized over um, this season especially is that, man, you can have community but not feel connected um wow. and i think it's so powerful when the two come together uh, when you feel connected like you're saying man like this guy reaching out to you and 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 just saying hey can i just like reach out to you for prayer that's a connection like that is that's that's a heart to heart connection and yeah. it's so powerful when you have that uh and you have a community of people who want that as well um mm. so i think we we as a church man i think we have uh you know the, the word community can mean so many things, um, right, and right. and when you group it with with this heart connection, I think that uh, man, I think that you you're speaking very loudly as to what the purpose and the reason is um, that uh, that you're you're striving for community. Um, mm. so anyways man some some of that is is like you said uh, in your question man we we get together and we just have fun man like we just had a pickleball tournament and it was just a blast Let's go, man and I
1: just got into pickleball dude, dude I love pickleball it Pickleball
0: is amazing man <laughs> it's like
1: that's so good I
0: feel like it's easy to play but it's really hard to be good at
1: that's so true man <laughs> well I mean
0: t- even, even, even diving
1: into that like yeah. I mean just having fun with your team yeah because I think here, here's the thing it's like you know I think so many of us complicate discipleship, and it's like, no, it has to be all of us sitting around a coffee table, right. opening the Bible, right. and like asking three special questions on each scripture <laughs> that we go through. And it's like, dude, discipleship happens in the in between moments. Amen, m-m, bro.
0: Amen. M-m, you know, bro. it's like yes. when you're going
1: from point A to point B, it takes intentionality, yes, but part of that intentionality is just showing up.
0: Yes. Part of that intentionality
1: yes. is just being with each other. Yeah, man. And and I, I think that's the that's the the thing that I'm hearing that you guys do so well, man. I mean, keep talking about that, and I want to ask you, too, um, how can we be intentional as worship teams and worship leaders um, to make sure we have both community and connection? Like, Mm -hmm. what are the things that make sure it's not one or the other, but both and?
0: Man, as worship leaders, I think we need to be intentional with facilitating space uh, and facilitating time for uh, people to uh, come together, but also for them to realize what those connections are. Um, you know, I I think that, uh, oftentimes, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a lot to, to put that on your volunteers to figure out, Hey, you figure out how to facilitate this, the time and the space to connect with another volunteer, you know, especially if they're, you have some volunteers that are high capacity leaders, you know, that are leading, Um, so I think for us, it's, it's a job of, of stewarding those spaces and facilitating those spaces. And also, man, I think it's, it's also a responsibility, uh, to equip, um, some of our volunteers on how to even like ask questions to, to find out those connections. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, man, and for me, this has been a season of this has just been, man. Praying, honestly, just praying over your team, just covering them in prayer, praying that the Lord would would connect them, that there'd be holy uh, moment interventions, uh, Holy Spirit, you know, uh, driven conversations uh, that the Lord would just reveal uh, connections that they may not even know that they have with each other. I think also, too, and, and a lot of churches are great at doing this, is that, you know, you have community groups that are or small groups, you know, however you call it, life groups are um, they're centered around, uh, life stages. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's something that we can also, uh, you know, adopt as worship leaders in our worship teams. How do we connect people, um, via, you know, life stages? Like how do we connect people that that we think are going through some of the same things, some of the same, uh, you know, life challenges, um, Mm. you know, at their time. I think that that's huge, man. But also not really not limiting connection to be that only, you know. Right. It can be more than that, of course. But
1: I like that, man. Not not necessarily having to put a box or a definition around it, but letting people discover, you know, what are the things that make you tick, and how can we just facilitate that? I think what you said about just creating the space and facilitating those moments it is so key. And I don't think it takes too much effort to do that. It's it's almost like looking for those uh, moments and those time slots that are already there. I mean, you know, like for, for us, Joe, we do, uh, two different services on Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. and we usually have about a 20 to 30 minute gap in between them. So what we've started doing is instead of, you know, letting that 20 to 30 minute gap in between service one and two go to waste, we actually started meeting back in our band room and we invite our choir, our production team, all creative in, and we just, we just, Open up the floor to say, hey, what's God doing in your life this
0: week? Come on. How can we be
1: a part of it? You know, what 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 is God speaking to you? And oftentimes those will end up with us like circled around somebody and praying for them or, you know, hearing somebody's story that we had no idea about. And it was just, you know, a lot of times people will leave on Sunday after they've served and they've, you know, been a part of the band and played, you know, 20 different songs and stuff. It's like, man, my favorite moment this morning was that 20 minutes in the band room. (laughs) And uh, that's it dude Come That's on, why we dude. do what we do isn't it
0: <laughs> I love that bro That's That to me is like That's what matters man And yeah. you know I think um, Man I love that you're able to do that dude I think for for some you know settings And some teams and stuff like Sunday morning may not be that space, but like, True. I love that you're able to do that. That's amazing, bro. Like, and that's one thing that I've, I've kind of been like convicted of is like lately is like, man, Sunday morning should not be, uh, the end all be all, you know, um, so th- th- that for me, it yeah. should be just, you know, uh, different spaces outside of Sunday morning. But man, I love that that's happening at your church. That's, that's amazing, bro.
1: Well, dude, talk to me a little bit about what you're doing with, with social media. Cause you know, I, I've, definitely seen where you've you've not only done you know some of the song covers and stuff like that but also using it for you know hey i want to share a quick scripture thought i mean what do you see social media as um and what do you see it as not being and and how does that kind of coincide with ministry these days man
0: my answer is a part of why i even started doing it um and man this really happened uh in 2020 like when covid happened and everyone was isolated and secluded and Man, I was having these like private moments with the Lord and uh, just at my keyboard, at my piano, just like singing to God and and my guitar. And uh, man, I I really felt like uh, the Lord uh, was encouraging me to share these moments with the world. Um, and my wife, Kalina, she, she's so gracious as to also encourage me in that way. And the Lord conveyed that to her. And it was just kind of like, man, like, okay, Lord, like, let me be obedient and share these. And, um, man, one thing that I learned as I started to share them, uh, was that man, people amidst all the social media, and you know it's changed with TikTok and whatnot, but there was a lot of negativity in the world, and uh, a lot of things. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. when you'd get on social media, comparison starts to to creep in. You know, you start to see uh, things that just you know kind of weigh you down a little bit. And um, right. man, I felt like the Lord was just really encouraging me to to share this light uh, to the world that was full of darkness, man. And so as I did that, man, I, I was the comments that i would see were just like i needed this this was this was the best you know 30 seconds of my lunchtime or whatever you know like just just Mm. moments of of just connection with um people in their day uh that may have not even expected to like connect with the lord um you know, through this this video, which I, I look at as like, man, this is this was a conduit for people to meet Jesus where they were and to yeah. experience uh, God's presence where they were, whether that was in their work day or, or maybe they were, you know, having a bad day and they just came across this, you know, this reel that that they didn't know what it was and they started listening. And, and my prayer was that the Lord spoke to them through these videos. And it was so encouraging to see that people were uh, that's what was happening. And so as I have continued to like post, um, man, that's, that's honestly been just my heart is that as I share these, um, videos, as I share these, these worship moments, uh, that people would connect with the Lord through them. And whether that's, you know, singing and, and, you know, singing a song that's, that's a a popular worship song or maybe not, or, uh, sharing some, you know, scripture that's encouraging and that the Lord has placed on my heart, man, it's always just Hey, like, let me, let me facilitate just a glimpse of the Holy spirit, a glimpse of light in your, your day where you are right now. Not even, you know, I think, I think oftentimes we think, uh, we have to get them through the doors of a church for them to experience the Holy spirit. Um, wow. but I, man, I, I just, I think the Holy spirit and the Lord is bigger than that. And I think that God meets the people where they are. And I think it, for us, it's a nonstop effort. Uh, of meeting people and also using culture as a vehicle to, um, to drive people to the Holy Spirit. So, wow. Yeah, man.
1: I, I love that, dude. And, you know, people fall on many different, you know, ends of the spectrum when it comes to social media. It's great. It's the, you know, the Antichrist, whatever. Yeah, people it's all, uh, yeah, kinda, for whatever, sure. whatever. You know, I mean, and there's, you know, valid points for everything. But here's the truth, right? Uh, it's out there. Uh, right. most people have some form of social media. Uh, everybody I know has one of these rectangles in their pocket that connects <laughs> them to the world. Right. And yeah. so what I love about what you said is like, man, we're just meeting people where they're at, you know? And, and the fact of the matter is like, yeah, some people aren't going to walk through church doors, but if they open up their you know, Instagram or open up whatever it is that they're looking at and they see something that points them towards Jesus, um, I think I think that's probably getting them in the right direction. Yeah, man. And yeah. you know, I'm just grateful to you by being obedient to that calling. Mm. And uh, I know, just me personally, I've definitely been. Blessed by, I mean, some of the songs that you've shared and some of the scripture moments that you've shared. And, you know, I think that's the other cool thing about social media is that you can connect with people all over the world, not just there in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but right. man, you can reach people across the globe. You can reach people on the other side of your town. Um, it's just an awesome way to connect with people. And uh, I got to ask you this, man. I mean, I've seen a lot of the cover songs. Uh, I, I think I'm starting to see some original
0: stuff. Is there an album in the works, Joe? Yeah, man, uh, dude, the, so so this album has been in the works, man, since like 2021, and it's literally wow. just been a combination of uh, my wife and I writing songs that have just been, um, man, just completely from the Lord, uh, and, mm. and it's wild, too, because, like, I'll post some of these reels, and people will, you know, they will associate, like, oh, hey, did you, you know, when when is gratitude coming out and i'm like oh i didn't write that song <laughs> that's not me bro yeah, that's not me Yeah, exactly so it's it's been cool it, to like you know put out songs and and uh people are like man when is this song coming out and and i'll you know be able to tell them like hey it's in the works right now i'm, I'm excited to share yeah. with y'all so that's that's been really uh really cool man and um that's also been one of like the uphill battles for me is like I don't want to be associated as a cover artist, and it's wild to me too, man. Because, like, and and I think this is just such a cultural thing. Is you know, on Sunday morning when we sing worship songs, we don't think like, man, that was such a good cover, or like, man, that right, was such a good. Right. there's such a good cover band, but it's wild mm-hmm. to me, like on social media, that we associate even if I put out a worship song, it's like that's a cover, and so it's it's Bro, it's, it's been that's so interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's been interesting, so interesting man. to me, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. been like. Yeah, it's been just very, very interesting. But anyways, um, man, it's been been cool to just, yeah, be working on these songs. And, uh, man, just kind of a wild story. Um, So the Lord gave me this vision um, back in, uh, man, I think it was, yeah, 2021. um, Okay. And it it was a wild kind of uh, sequence of events. But at the time, um, you know, I was feeling released from uh, one of my churches that I was working at. And... Uh, I was kind of in the process of like, man, you know, Lord, are you, are you leading me somewhere else? Are you, you know, are you releasing us from where we are? Uh, You know, what is, what is this season that you have us in? And uh, Mm -hmm. man, I was just working in a coffee shop, you know, had my laptop out just grinding away. And I met this guy at this coffee shop and he came up to me and kind of struck up a conversation, didn't know anything about me and uh, just kind of. Just started like, you know, small talk type thing. And and I didn't know anything about him. And then, you know, he started to kind of like, um, he started to to kind of get to know me a little bit more and didn't know I was in ministry, didn't know I was a worship leader, or any of that. Just knew, like my name, you know, hey, where are you from, that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we exchanged numbers. <clears throat> and uh, I went back to like working on my stuff. And I was like, that was kind of an interesting interaction. Anyways, so the guy, <laughs> I see this dude. He ran out of the coffee shop, like full sprinted. And I'm like, what is with that? That was the dude I was talking to. Like, that was so strange. And he calls me on the phone and he's like, Hey man, like the Lord just led me to like go on a prayer walk. And the Lord led me to pray over you. And as I was praying for you, uh, the Lord told me that, uh, you're going to be a great father. And, uh, and I didn't know at the time, but we were expecting. And, uh, he also said, your mom is going to be healed. Uh, and I didn't know at the time, but my mom was sick. I called her right after and she told me that she was going through some stuff wow. and, um, said that we would be at a new church soon. He didn't even know I was looking, didn't know I was, you know, in the process of, of praying through that. And the last thing he told me, it was like, well, there was like four other things, but anyways, the last thing he told me was he shared this scripture with me, Daniel two twenty two, 22. And at the time I was like, man, I have no idea like what, you know, um, that scripture means and he didn't either. He just kind of shared, like, hey, you know, the Lord put this sh- scripture on my heart and yeah. didn't have any context. And so Daniel 2, 22 basically says he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells within in him. And um the scripture is a part of the vision that that the Lord gave Daniel to interpret um the uh the dream that Nebuchadnezzar was having. And um anyway, so he gave me this this vision and this uh I'm sorry, he gave me the scripture and all of the things that he sp- prophetically spoke they all came true except this one scripture and i was like man like lord why first of all like you know it's it's so wild that you would just meet me at this coffee shop to this guy that i just met um and the second thing is lord like i'm all of these things have come true but this one scripture and i'm really trying to figure out what this scripture is and what it means to Mm. me and i i don't know what it means and man, like one day I was just praying and the Lord just like came over me and just downloaded this vision into my heart in this scripture. And the vision that the name of the vision that he gave me was called Luminate House. And essentially like it was this vision from the scripture that he wanted to reveal uh, things that were uh, hidden in darkness for such a time as this. And he wanted to bring them out into the light. And some of those things include um, songs. Some of those things include Uh, worship leaders in the area that that have been anointed to do so, but they've been tucked away and hidden for such a time as this. And places, I mean, just all of these things just give me this full blueprint of what Luminate House was. And um, man, so I say that to say that these songs that are coming uh, together and being produced right now, uh, they're all coming from that heart from Luminate House. And actually they're going to be released as uh, Luminate House um, songs and a whole album. And you know it'll feature different... Uh, worship leaders, including myself and other guest worship leaders, to steward these songs. And uh, man, the Lord has just like just planted this massive vision on my wife mm. and I's heart for uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area and like what the Lord is doing through Luminate House in this. So, anyways, just a snapshot, man. Like the, the Lord finally just gave me uh, that final piece. And man, that's the thing that we've wow. been dreaming through. That's the thing we've been running with. I mean, just you know so many things through that but uh and and you'll start to see kind of some of that unfold on social media as i kind of dive into the vision and and what what the lord has for that but uh these songs are uh man these songs are the spearhead of it and i feel like the lord really wants to use these songs to bring people uh into a place of deliverance uh bring people into a place of repentance with the lord uh, but also, I feel like these songs are going to be the conduit and the connector for people who don't know the Lord to experience God's fullness of what he has for their life, man. So, um, wow. yeah, man. So it, it's just been, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> Dude, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to be
1: on the lookout for Illuminate House. Come on. And, uh, definitely going to be putting a link to your social media in our show notes for everybody to just kind of follow along and mm. see the story unfold. Uh, Joe, let me ask you this one last question, man, in our time remaining, dude. Uh, Something I love to ask every worship pastor, dude, what's the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now for this season? Um, You know, you just said the phrase, for such a time as this, what do you feel like the Lord's uh, really been laying on your heart? I'd love to hear that, man. That's a
0: great question, man. I I think, uh, man, recently, man, the Lord has been um, just reminding me of uh, Isaac and Ishmael. Wow, The Lord has just been reminding me of um, Isaac's, his birth was God's promise, uh, coming to fruition. And Ishmael was, um, you know, the kind of forcing of, of something to happen. And, uh, for, Mm. for me, man, um, I don't know, I think as ministers, I think as, uh, you know, people of, that are in ministry and also, you know, worship leaders and and things like that. I, I think that we we can have a tendency to force something to happen when God has spoken instead of waiting for uh the promise to come to fruition. It's really good. Man, I think that uh right now for me personally it's it's a it's a piece of waiting and it's this uh trusting in God's covenant and trusting that the Lord uh what he spoke will come to pass and in my own flesh, in my own being. Uh, to fight that tendency and that temptation of trying to force something to happen. So, dude, I think that's for somebody listening
1: right now. I mean, uh, I know it's speaking to me, but I'm sure there's other people on the other side of this that are probably going through something. Maybe it's a, a season of struggle. Maybe you feel like you're in that forgotten season. And just to remember that story Where, um, man, forcing the hand of God never turns out good, Um, but waiting on His (laughs) promise and trusting in His timing, that's the key. Uh, That's the key to faith. That's the key uh, to growing in our trust with the Lord. And, um, man, I appreciate you uh, just sharing that. That nugget, man. Joe, what a great time together, man. Thanks for being on the podcast today, bro. Dude,
0: thank you for having me, man. I I, I love what you're doing, and I think it's so, you know, I was saying this before we got on the call, but, dude, I, I think it's so edifying. I think, uh, man, I want to thank you for your obedience and uh, also the integrity mm. that you're, like, leading this out through, man. And I believe this is a ministry that is is not only uh, – here's the thing, man. I think what you're doing is not only – Touching worship leaders, I think it is birthing worshipers.
1: Let's go, dude. Yeah, man. Dude, Joe, you're an encourager. You're an inspiration, man. I love your voice. I love your heart. Can't wait to see what God does next in and through you. We're going to post uh, ways that you can follow Joe and his story uh, in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Bro, thanks again for being a part of this, man.
0: Love you, man. Thank you for having me, bro. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.